How is everyone doing? This is the 15th episode of Cooper's Chalk Talk, and today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. It's going to be called the Church of Wells. Um, so this is kind of a unique story, actually. There's only about, you know, anywhere from, I don't know, 65 to 90 members. It's a pretty small church, but they have a ton of publicity that's been on ABC. Um, Dr. Phil did a special on them. And the whole thing about them is it's kind of like a modern day cult, quote unquote. That's kind of what they call it. Um, a lot of the people that are in this actual church, you know, they, they were just normal people and then they just kind of disappeared and ended up in this church. You know, there, there's tons of stories, pretty much everybody like the, it's, it's just kind of the way that everybody kind of ends up falling into it is, you know, they were totally normal people. And then like, you know, they were living in their apartment and then all of a sudden one day they just kind of like disappeared and they showed up at this church and then people were trying to find them and they ended up getting a call from this church and that's where they were. So very, very kind of random. And, you know, just to be honest with you, where I actually came across this was, um, I was at the gym, I was doing a little bit of cardio and I was thinking, I was like, man, I, I was thinking about some people I played sports with and I was like, I have not, I have not talked or seen my friend. I, I used to play baseball with a really good friend of mine, Cardo Taddy, um, from Los Angeles, New Mexico. And I hadn't seen him. I hadn't heard anything about him. I haven't seen him on social media, nothing in quite some time. So I was like, I was like, I wonder where this kid is. So I like looked up, I couldn't find him, you know, did the most common thing. I Googled the dude and nothing came up. And I was like, huh. I was like, what? well, um, you know, I looked up his dad, couldn't find really anything on his dad. And then I looked up his, his baby sister, Miranda. And, you know, somebody had told me, I don't know, maybe, I want to say maybe like four or five years ago, um, that they had heard Miranda was like, had joined a church and like basically cut off everybody. And I was like, Oh, I kind of like forgot about that. But whenever I looked it up, I put her name in and she popped right up. And then the most interesting thing kind of came up and said, um, church of the wells, um, letter to her mom. Like it was basically a letter that she had written and it's on the website of church of the wells to her mom. So, and you know, anybody who's listening to this, they're from Los Angeles, or you just want to see the letter in general. If you just type in Miranda Taddy, T-A-D-D-Y, you can see this letter that she wrote to her mom. And it's, if I went through and read the whole thing, and honestly, it's, you know, there's so much stuff online about this. You know, there's, there's a website, you know, I'm guessing it's about people that have had like, maybe they've had loved ones that have been, that have gone to this church or something. And, you know, they're just, just 100% just absolutely hating on this church. So I'm gonna have a little bit different of an approach. You know, I think that, you know, just in anything, there's different things about this. You know, I think that, you know, I talk about this all the time with, with some of my closer friends that, you know, I think that in today's age, you know, there's so much out there and so much knowledge and, you know, everything out there. I think it's extremely important for people to just have a belief in something. Um, so I'm going to talk about just some of the stuff that I kind of read and just kind of give you my take on what I think about the church of the well. So in general, um, give you a little backstory on the church of the wells, the church of the wells. It's, it's really, it's, it's really just like a common day church that these three guys have created. So, um, the three main dudes, I think it's Sean Morris, Jake Gardner, and Ryan Ringland, I believe. I think those are the three main guys. Um, and once again, the, the stories on this is that there's all kinds of different kinds of names kind of popped up. And there's the reason why I say those are the three ones I believe is because they also like, it seems like they kind of like try to bring other people in and try to kind of hide out who are the actual main guys in this just because I feel like they got so much heat for a while. So um, just to give you a little backstory on like how did these three guys, and once again, these are not like 
40, 50 year old dudes like who started a church or the, you know, saw golden tablets or anything like that. It's just three guys who there's a ton of video actually. They are the guys who you, whenever you're like walking around college or whenever I used to live in Vegas, you know, they're the guys that have those like speaker boxes attached to their back with a microphone yelling at people saying that they're going to hell if they don't pray and all this stuff, you know, just very, very harsh words basically. So the kind of the wild things about it is, you know, you watch these videos and more times than not, whenever you see these people, you're like, these people have something wrong with them. You know, it's, it's almost like very common, you know, people that stand outside and just yell very, you know, to say some to, to me, to tell somebody that they're going to go to hell that you've never met, you never talked to. If they do this, they're going to go to hell. To me, it's like kind of asinine because it's like, how does that work? Like, how does your mind really work like that? So once again, kind of getting into this kind of deeper thought of this is these guys basically created, you know, quote unquote, a cult or a following. Um, I like to think of more of a following once again, like the, you know, cults, I feel like there has to be some kind of like negative things kind of going with this, you know, it's, you know, I just, that's just what I kind of think of it. You know, there has to be some kind of, you know, very evil, deeply rooted thing behind this. And, you know, just kind of reading about this, you know, and there's, there is some really, I think some negative things just from a personal and, you know, just kind of, uh, I think you, ingra- they ingrain their members with this like self-loathing, um, that I think is a real negative part of it. But once you, once again, you look into it and it's like, you know, there was, there was, there was one case, I think that someone died in it, but necessarily it wasn't really that it was just basically they, I just think feel like they like showed neglect cause they thought that they could pray health into a child, I guess, which once again, is just kind of, you know, once you kind of go over a certain level of, of belief to a certain thing, you know, it's, you kind of start cutting off what I think is just kind of common knowledge, you know, if, if you, if you have strep throat and you think that you can just pray it away, you know, that's, you're, you, there's a good chance you can die from that, you know? So, you know, just like very common things that you're like, oh, well, you know, it's fine if you go to church and you get sick, then just go to the doctor and take care of yourself. You know, these people were like trying, they, they had a baby that was sick in, in the church and, um, I guess the baby was sick and they, what basically what they did is they tried to take the baby around to different, the, the three main guys and to different people around their, their group and pray for the baby. And the baby ended up passing away, which once again is absolutely terrible. But, you know, once again, they, they didn't, kill the baby. It wasn't like a human sacrifice or anything. Cops were called. They ruled the death and everything like that. So, um, but you know, you go in besides that. And I mean, the guys were arrested for like, I don't know the um, Joel Olstein. I think he did a, he was having like a sermon or something in Houston in one of his huge churches. And these guys, like they bought tickets and they basically, heckled the guy while he was on stage giving a sermon. So, you know, they got arrested for that. And I think they charged him of getting dropped. So, you know, nothing like of outrageous, outrageousness, I guess, is what, what best way. It's not like they're having people like drink, drink some kind of sermon, killing people. So, you know, the, the next piece is, you know, who would join this? You know, that's, that was kind of my first thought is like, well, who, <laughs> who goes to this? You know, I kind of read this about, you know, somebody that I knew that had joined it and I'm, you know, once again, I'll get to kind of that reading a little bit later, but you know, that was my first, I was like, who joins this like super small church? I'm watching the videos. It's like this little hick ass town in East Texas. There's like not shit out there. There's like legitimately like these people are living in, um, like double wide trailers that look like they're like rusted out. There's, you know, it doesn't look like it's a nice area by any means. Like everyone's wearing like super baggy clothes and 
you know, just, you know, just as bad as it sounds, it's just very, ex- like, extreme levels of country, you know, it's not like these people are living, like, the high life by any means, like, these people are living, like, definitely, like, out in the sticks, and they don't believe in, like, any kind of, you know, entertainment necessarily, like, spend all their time every day, like, praying, going to church, doing sermons, you know, doing that kind of stuff, so that's kind of what their days kind of partake in, they have a very small community again, so, you know, my first thought is like, well, who joins us? Why would you want to go live out in the sticks and do this? And, you know, just kind of looking at the people that, you know, you can, you can literally go through the church of wells and you can look at every single family that is a part of this. And, you know, I say this in the most, most just honest terms is I feel like these guys, when they're out there, you know, they're doing their prayers and they're doing this stuff. What they do is they found kind of a crack in the in the religious belief system of finding people that are starting to question you know they're they're already into the the religious side so that's the first part is because you know they you know i'm going to get into like how many scriptures they have they just litter everything with different scriptures of being like why you should like believe in this and why you have to have like self-loathing and you know if you don't believe in this you're going to hell and you know all you know very like pretty much like if you don't do very finite things and you basically cast yourself out as being this, you know, kind of this terrible person that you're going to go to hell. So, and it's like kind of all filtered throughout and they have tons of scriptures. Once again, um, I think you can go through the Bible and you can literally take out phrases from tons of tons of chapters of the Bible that make it sound like everybody's going to go to hell if they don't do something like there's it, you can literally go through the entire old Testament and you know, there's tons of things, you know, saying that the wicked will be, will be, um, will be cast down and all this stuff. But if you just go through and you just take out like one little phrase, one little phrase, one little phrase, and you kind of pop this in of putting this into belief, you can really fuck with people's mentality of being like, Oh, like God really is like, he's going to, he wants us to have self-loathing. So once again, the biggest piece of this is, is that they're basically training their members to have these thoughts. And, you know, once again, I'm going kind of back to the people that are in it. They, they find these people that are already kind of enveloped in the actual churches. They're questioning their faith. You know, they're, they're obviously very well known of scriptures as well, because they're reading. And I think they're starting to question things. So like Miranda, she was in Calvary Chapel and she started questioning, you know, like her pastors, you know, she, you know, she kind of said that she, there was one phrase that really caught her mind. Um, and she just thought that her pastor wasn't really delivering that. And I think she started questioning that. And then, you know, lo and behold, you know, somebody kind of got a hold of this church of the wells and kind of introduced them. And kind of the fascinating part is, is that whenever you start questioning, I feel like your faith, like you know, just for me personally, just, just like a guess of, you know, everybody's different, you know, everybody, when they question the faith, they're going to be a little bit different, but I feel like just in general, like once you start questioning that and then you have some, some people like these guys are extremely well at, or they know exactly how to word things to catch people's attention because that's what you do. You know, they're, they're out in these protesting things of like yelling at people, you know, trying to, you know, telling people they're going to hell. And, but once again, while there's the masses that will disagree, the thousands of people that are like, these guys are absolutely insane. All it takes is like one little phrase that catches somebody who's questioning their faith. And I think that's what happened is you go and kind of go through and you look at the group of people. All it takes is them catching that one line that's like, oh, like I've been thinking that. Like that, that's what I've been thinking about. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, just, just like, you know, Miranda was like, you know, like what, just reading through her article that she like, you know, in response to her mom, you know, it was, it was kind of fascinating because it goes through and it says, you know, uh, what is my life? My life is like, 
working, you know, paying my car, paying my bills and like, you know, what am I actually giving to my life? And, you know, these guys are able to be like, you're not living life. You're, you're living to, to have like entertainment and all this. So, you know, I thought that that was kind of interesting because I feel like a lot of times people that are, you know, once again, you try to find your faith and you're trying and then they're able to just basically alter it, you know, that they can, they can kind of take that away and really just make these people really start to figure out what's going on in their mind. You know, they're, they're, they get the self-loathing and then they get this like self-hatred kind of going in all honesty of like, you know, they're living this like false life. They're living, you know, living in sin and everything like that. And they take them out of their circumstance. Once again, that's where, where you kind of look at this and like, you know, and I watched the Dr. Phil series on this and, you know, they're talking about like, oh, this guy was like, he was drugged and he drank water and then he felt some kind of way. And I don't necessarily believe that. That very well might be. I think people make conscious decisions. And then I think that whenever they look back at it, they're like, man, that was fucking wild that I chose that path. I think they try to find an, an excuse for it. So the easiest thing is like, oh, they must have drugged me with water. Like I would have never made those choices. And I just, I find that very difficult. So once again, it's kind of like my honest opinion about this Church of Wells. Because a lot of people are like, oh, they, you know, they drug people and they get them out there and then they brainwash them. And, you know, I think they're, you know, to a certain way, I think there is a psychological kind of, you know, they're, they're, they really are creating this like distance between the, their members and society and then also their members and self-love. You know, it's, that's kind of the American way right now is like self, self-love, you know, oh, you came in 15th place. Here's a trophy. You know, that's kind of the, it's kind of the thought of, of America currently, you know, it's like, you know, everybody gets a participation award. Everybody's rewarded for just showing up and stuff. And like, this is totally opposite. It's like, if you, it doesn't matter if you come in first, like you're still going to hell. You know, that's kind of, in all honesty, that's like just reading through it. They're just, there's such a harsh way of looking at life and just their religion. It's, it's extremely harsh that, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of takes you back. You're like, wow, this is, this is a little wild. Kind of makes you kind of question some of the, some of the beliefs and stuff like that. And, you know, once again, the, the kind of wild thing that kind of caught on me was as I kind of was reading through, you know, and once again, going back to the members, like going through and reading Miranda's actual, actual just letters is it goes through in, in detail. The wild part of, of what I found is that in detail, it goes through like things that like, you know, she would get in trouble for like going out and getting drunk and her mom, like, you know, got super mad at her. And then, you know, she was in college and she would go out and she would party and drink and stuff. And, you know, she or her mom became more and more. I guess, you know, she wouldn't get as mad at her and it was kind of like, you know, became a little bit more lenient as time went on. And the reason why I found that so interesting is because I feel like in, once again, you, you kind of go back to people questioning the religion. I think it becomes immediately easy for someone that, you know, you go and talk to these people that they're telling them that they're, you know, what there's one line that really caught me off guard was, you know, people calling their parents, they're like these evil swine, which you're basically calling your family evil pigs. You know what I mean? It just, it like, I really just kind of dropped my jaw. I was like, I could never imagine calling my parents that. So you, know, you kind of go through and read this and it's like, but this is what, that's where it kind of goes to that psychological, like, like transformation of what these guys have done is they've created these people of such a self hatred of themselves, but also that everybody else is evil and everybody else is not worthy and everybody else 
is basically once again you're just trying to like you're trying to cast these people out from society and from their families because as soon as their families get back into their life they're gonna be like well you know i'm not i'm not a terrible person you know like i have these people love me and stuff like that and you know instead like i i truly feel like everything at this church and just kind of reading through everything seems like very shell kind of shell living you know it's like everybody kind of has this, like, you always kind of have to have your shoulders up, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, I always joke about whenever I go to Albuquerque, as soon as you get off the plane, your shoulders come up, and you have to kind of, like, have your head on a swivel, because you don't know what's going to happen, and, you know, that's just kind of, like, the mindset of Albuquerque, you know, is you just always have to make sure you kind of, you have a head on a swivel, and you kind of have to make sure you're ready to protect yourself, and, you know, I feel like in the church, I feel like, or this church of the wells, that's how I kind of feel like everybody is, I feel like everybody kind of has to be, like, shoulders up very aware of what's going on and at the same time of like a constant hatred of who they were in their past and their family and who they came from and the reason why is because they're basically like all taught the same thing to have this self-hate so if you have this self-hate how can you really like really love anybody you know and I know that sounds like kind of wild because you know, if you can't love yourself and you can't love who you are, there's no way you can project love upon others. There's just no way. Cause once again, you're talking about like a psychological, like, like, you know, mask kind of put on is, you know, the love is totally taken out of these people, you know, and that's, you know, these people have kids and, you know, of course, you know, you, you, these people obviously like love their kids and it's that kind of sounds contradicting, but whenever I say like giving out love is like, you know, where is like that warmth and that like trying to create just, you know, you know, even in her, even in that letter, once again, um, it goes back to, you know, being like, Oh, you know, like a lot of our times is like a family would be like sitting around, like watching TV and like, you know, bonding. But, you know, she talks about that being like, you know, um, what is it like lustful and easy and like evil, um, entertainment. But you know, that's, you know, that once again, you talk about like the love that's created is, you know, me and my fiance, every day I get home, one of the best things is, is like having, it's like breaking bread. We eat with each other, you know, we sit there and talk and like, you know, a lot of times she always has these like these murder shows on and stuff like that. And, you know, it's always kind of in the background, but you know, she kind of like jokes and talks about it and, you know, worries about people, you know, if, if someone's going to break into the house or something and, you know, something kind of totally random, but you know, at the same time is, you know, you kind of, you kind of go back into like the love piece of it is, you know, these people, if, you know, if the first thing I got home and, you know, started talking to you about was like, oh, you know, like, I'm just such a bad person, you know, my parents were these bad people. And even though if her parents weren't bad people, you know, I knew the Taddy's parents very well. They were super loving parents. Um, you know, Cardo's dad was one of the baseball coaches. He was always out there, like truly just, you know, kind of, kind of a, just an overall, like great family, you know, is, his dad was very, very involved with him. You know, he worked for, worked really hard. Mom was very sweet. Every single baseball game, they had three kids. You know, all all the kids were seemed really good. You know, I I enjoyed you know playing baseball with Cardo. You know, Miranda was a couple years younger than me. We were always cool. And the older sister was a little bit older than me, so I didn't know her too well. But nonetheless, like good family. But you're trained to like almost create this like hatred towards your family. So all of a sudden all these other things get kind of torn up too. So these people come home and that's where I kind of talk about like that love being really misconstrued because if you can't enjoy moments and everything has to be almost like on a, on a timetable of like, Oh, we have to pray for four hours today. So we have to go do this. Like that love gets kind of taken out because it's, is it love because it kind of is like forced on you? Cause like you're a parent, you kind of have to force, you kind of have to love your kids to a certain degree. 
you know, you, your, your job is to take care of those kids. But at the same time, it's like, what kind of memories, what kind of life are you giving them at the same time? And what kind of love are you projecting onto them that they see? Or is it just kind of this, you know, kind of robotic, you know, kind of fall in line, you know, religion? That, that's what I kind of took it out of it is, you know, a lot of people say that, oh, this is like a cult religion. And, you know, the way that I looked at it was, is I don't necessarily see this as like a cult religion. What I see this more as is like, I see this as an opportunistic religion. I find these guys as opportunistic guys who find people to project their beliefs and their, you know, once again, I know I've said self-loathing like a million times, but just in general, like this like self-loathing thought process in general onto these people. And they have basically created an entire bubble of people that, you know, They've, they've, they've isolated them, you know, once again, like they've isolated these people away from their families, but they've created this, I don't, I don't think they're really thought of as like, I don't think these three guys are like really necessarily thought of as gods in there, but I think they're thought of as, you know, extremely intelligent and, you know, that they've, you know, I don't think that anywhere that I've read that they like project that they, you know, they, they are these like almighty God people, you know, they don't, you know, it's not like they think that they're gods, but at the same time as I think that they think that they are they're pursuing what is right in the eyes of the Lord. And that's what I think. And so I don't think that that's why I don't necessarily see it as necessarily as like a full on cult. Cause I don't think there's people like necessarily like praying to these guys, but I see it as like these guys are the heads of this, of this opportunistic religion. That's just the way that I see it. I can't say it any other way. I feel like they find people that have these, once again, these little cracks in their faith and they kind of get into it and then they kind of like rip it up kind of take over people that are willing to go and do this they literally tear them out of their current situation and force plant them in this you know very isolated situation they're forced to you know not i shouldn't say necessarily forced but you know they are expected to do to kind of do a certain kind of thing and you know even in the abc one one of the more most interesting thing is like these guys are openly asking you know i think it's like three guys like members of the church questions like asking them and it's one of the most awkward things you see all three of these guys like put their heads down, don't say a word, they just like stand there, and they're just like very awkward, like it's, you're kind of like, it almost like takes you back to like a horror movie of like, you kind of get this idea that these three dudes are just gonna like snap, and like freak out on this guy, and like, you know, kill him or something, like it just, they have these like looks in their eye of just like almost like disbelief of like hatred, and you know, it just, it just gives you kind of like an, like an, a uh, very eerie feeling of this, and I think that that's, you know, once again, that's where it kind of like, when, you know, that, that self-hatred kind of takes over. And, you know, if you, and I know I said this already, but if you can't like, if you don't love yourself, if you don't enjoy who you are and you don't think that you're a good person, I think it becomes very easy to become a very like flip the switch angry person and you know angry people can also do very evil things and I think that's something that is kind of interesting and I think a lot of these times you you see these guys that are out there you know they're saying you know they say you know these people are going to hell you know you guys are swine they're you know they pull out all these different scriptures and they you know they just talk about you know casting people out to hell <clears throat> and the thing that blows my mind is you know to be able to sit there and say that and then to people to kind of follow that, there has to be something in that actual person of questioning of what what they're doing, if it's right or wrong. And I think that that's, that's the best way to think about it is just like, 
you know, necessarily are these people evil? Are they, you know, are they truly trying to tear people away from their families? And, you know, I don't necessarily think that. I think that these guys think that they are truly giving what they think is the word of God and what they believe in is religion to these other people, but they create an isolation chamber and truly set a psychological like like focus on each member to truly have them kind of have a self-hatred and you know i don't think their goal is to really grow their church i don't i just don't think that that's it i don't think that they're like out there having like ministers and stuff like that out trying to like take people and take them out there i don't really think that is i think it's more about opportunistic you know they get a call from somebody being like oh hey like this person feels like this this and this you know they they're having some real issues like you know why don't you come and talk to them and they sit down and they'll go and like sit and spend time with them three, four hours that maybe these people haven't got to have that kind of one-on-one time on with anybody. And then they're like, well, if you want to be a member of the church, you need to move to the East Texas with us. You need to go today. And those people are forced to make a decision. And, you know, these people are already kind of having their rock layer shooken. So they make this kind of huge decision. And, you know, you go from even just, you know, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and you travel, you know, 14 hours across New Mexico into far East Texas you know, you're very on your own at that point. And you're kind of forced to do this. And then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of fall in line, just like the military, you know, people get into this like daily routine of, you know, how are things folded? How do you have to look, you know, you have to have your boots a certain kind of way you, you know, you answer questions a certain kind of way. And it goes into the same exact thing. If you create these, you know, these little religious soldiers in in a way. So, you know, that was what I kind of took out of it. Um, just with the actual, with the actual Church of the Wells. And once again, you can look up all this stuff. And, you know, my first question was, there's like, there's, I don't know, there's like 14, like, or maybe less than that, maybe like 10, like these like pictures of these like old guys on the top of them. And I never really found out who they were. I don't, I don't really understand the, the, the point of them, to be honest with you. I don't know what that means. Um, but what I did is I looked it up and it just said that there's actually people that I guess like, the members of the family of some of the people on there, they're actually creating lawsuits against the church, the wells, because they want that, their, that imagery taken down because they don't, there's no, no base of, I guess, connection to the church. These people, I, I don't know who they are, to be honest with you. So, so, you know, once again, if you guys know of anybody who they are, um, if you guys look this up and do any research on it, you guys want to let me know, that'd be fantastic. But yeah, I don't know who any of these guys are in, um, at the very top of the page, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud, so witness. So, you know, and everything about this, you know, you go through and read this and you kind of have to prepare yourself because as you go through and read, there are a ton of scriptures. And it's the, the thing is about going through and reading any of this stuff with these guys is you'll be reading this and all of a sudden then there's like a page and a half of just scriptures. And it's like, it's it's not one scripture. It's like, oh, here's one from Proverbs. Here's one from Matthew. Here's one from Malachi. It's it's just it's just all over the place. And it's once again, it's just like picked and put in there, you know, just kind of randomly. And, you know, I just feel like if you do that with anything, I don't care if you're reading the daily paper, if you just take out certain phrases and you just start kind of cutting and pasting in certain places, it can make anything sound terrible, anything sound great, any person sound terrible, any person sound great. So, you know, just... It, it's just kind of something to be prepared for if you do want to go through and read anything about this. So once again, the church is called Church of the Wells. It's really kind of, you know, there's a lot of information for a church that has literally so few members. There's a ton of reading on this and it's kind of fascinating. And, 
you know, they have a, you know, their websites, you know, they have a, they literally have like pages dedicated to like kind of hating on them. Um, and then there's, there's stuff that's kind of funny. You go through and read and there's like little blogs about them and you can definitely tell there's like members of the church that have gone through and like written things. And once again, it's just the same exact thing that you see on their website and their different letters of like, Oh, well, like here's some actual typing. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Here's some articles or here's some, um, scripture, boom, boom, boom. And then it just kind of keeps on dropping in. Um, and it's just, it, it's kind of, it's kind of wild, but you know, in short, what I kind of took away from the Church of the Wells, just to kind of wrap it all up and put in the present, is it's an opportunistic religion. They kind of take people that question their faith, they take them out of their comfort zone, put them in a very uncomfortable situation and create little, they, they psychologically form, you know, these these little religious, you know, self-hating people. And that's just, that's that's what I saw out of it. And, you know, once again, it's, you know, they're seem like they're very deep engraved in their faith. And, you know, once again, their whole thing is if you get on their page, the kind of the most thing I always kind of look at is, you know, if you get through and look at the picture, everybody's smiling, you know, everybody almost has this like artificial smile. And it kind of gives you once again, it's kind of that like eerie sense of happiness. You know, it's, uh, it's almost like, uh, it almost looks like a start of like a K and P what's that, um, peel movie. Um, you know, like the get out things like, you know, that kind of like that awkwardness that you're kind of like looking like this isn't right. Like there's something off. And it's the same thing. You like look at this picture and everyone looks like they're just like so happy, super happy and, you know, all this stuff. You look at the photos of all the families and, you know, there's not one specific religion. You know, oddly enough, there was actually quite a few like actual like um, like Indians like from actual India in this. And I just thought that was very odd that that was that was like one of the most common common like ethnicities in the actual churches just because I was I just thought that was like a very unique unique find I didn't know I just felt like felt like that wasn't something that I would I would find just because I feel like you know a lot of Christians I, I you know I just thought that you know that's not the really strong religion in India is, is Christian or Christianism so kind of made me question a couple of things with with where that kind of came from so you know it, it is kind of a fascinating thing I highly recommend just to just to look at some stuff in general on it watch some videos if anything it's just kind of entertaining it's it really is and you know once again I'm not you know you know, I, I'm kind of somebody that I don't really hate on people's religions by any means. I think it's very important for people to have faith. Um, this just kind of kind of shocked me just just to read some of the some of the articles and you know the letter that I read from once again like you know from Miranda to her mom was kind of wild to me just because you know this was a girl that I grew up with and to just read some of the stuff of like calling your parents swine and evil and stuff like that kind of kind of kind of blew my mind a little bit, but. Nonetheless, I digress. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know this is totally different than the one I just did, um, just going over sports, but it's called The Church of the Wells. Highly recommend doing some reading on it. Um, if you guys want to, shoot me some information on what you guys find. I always love to read more, uh, but I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Hope you guys kick off on this on, you know, hopefully you guys don't know anything about this and maybe it's a good little uh, learning, learning, um, learning segment for you guys on your Monday morning. But hope you guys have a good one. Talk to you later.